Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to a new episode of Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders, how is everybody doing out there in the wonderful land of crowdfunding? You know, that magical space where your dreams are, you're going to raise millions and millions of dollars for the widget you made in your garage or the uh, idea you dreamt up on a napkin. You know, that land. That's what we're talking about today. All right, so hopefully everybody is doing well. We are going to be talking about baby products today. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about on this episode. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the project Cami Baby. That's K-A-M-I-B-A-B-Y, Cami Baby. It's an all-in-one smart monitor for babies. Now, you know, if you've listened to these episodes, you've probably heard me talk in the past about how, you know, crowdfunding for a, uh, a kid's product can be challenging because of delays and production and stuff. You, you might actually miss the window of when somebody wanted the product. So, um, so this campaign is roughly about a week to go when you're listening to this. They're at just under $80,000. But man, they have over uh, 650, they have over 650 uh, orders right now of this baby monitor, which is, that's a lot of orders for baby products. So, um, so I just had a great conversation with Yaman. We, we, we kind of broke down what it took, some of the missteps that fired uh, on their campaign, the fact that they ran it through the holidays. So a lot of that stuff is coming up here in just a little bit. So stay tuned for that. Um, but what else is going on? Well, I think this is the first podcast of the new year. Yeah, it, I think it is. You know, it's only January, what is it? 13th? Yes, it's the 13th when I'm interviewing this. So, you know, a lot of people have been talking a little bit around, you know, New Year's resolutions. Now, I'm not one that subscribes a lot to that. Um, I kind of, if I need to fix something, I just fix it. Uh, I don't I don't wait till uh, a certain date to do it. I just go, oh, well, I, I'm doing this wrong. So, but one of the things I am working on right now, personally, this is kind of a, on the personal side, we'll, we'll dive in a little bit around that is, is being more conscious of what's going on with the cash flow. <laughs> that has not been a strength in my life, um, but I'm working on it. You know, we got some new apps, put the apps on the devices so that I'm kind of constantly monitoring it. Um, but that is, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I want to call it a news resolution because it's something that truly just needs to stick. But, um, you know, up until now, uh, or at least for the last decade, my wife has ha- kind of handled that department, you know, uh, um, and you guys have heard me talk about Aaron a lot. But uh, she, she sort of has handled that department. And, you know, so like, I'll give you one example. I, I installed Mint, the app Mint. This is a shout out to Mint. Um, yeah, I installed that on the old uh, devices and, and uh, connected all the different accounts. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going to see what happens with that. So I got that going. That's step one. Uh, step two is I'm using uh, Robinhood and Acorn, trying to move some money around in those worlds and just seeing uh, what that looks like, you know. I mean, maybe I'm just describing maybe possibly becoming an adult. I, I don't know. You know, I'm a 40-year-old uh, man that's, uh, maybe I'm a man-child. I think I am more of a man-child. I mean, you know, playing with startups and whatnot. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so that's, that's one thing. So, you know, I kind of bring this up because what are you guys, you know, what are you guys thinking about in terms of, of New Year's resolutions or things that you want to improve on or things you might want to launch this year? Um, if you've got things, please leave us a message. Shoot me an email or uh, go on any of our social media channels and, and let me know that you're a listener and, and, and uh, you know, you've got some things thinking of, that you're thinking about. So, because um, I think that is what's kind of happening around the a lot of people's lives, right? You're, you're kind of putting together those ideas, you know? I mean, over the last couple of years, I've kind of continued to move 
fitness into a higher thing, you know, still doing the yoga. I'll be there tonight at 7.30. If anybody wants to, if you're local and you want to come see me sweat, <laughs> nobody wants to see that. Um, you know, but really for me, the next next big steps is just really um, watching watching how the money works behind the scenes. Um, so that's mine. So I, I love to hear what everybody else's uh, resolutions are or what you guys are planning on working on in this year because I think it's good to know um, what people are doing out there. All right. So what else is going on? Well, in about 10 minutes, I have to have a, a big voyeur conversation. That's the other thing too, is we got throw, thrown a, a curveball um, from uh, from the state of Michigan. So we're... <laughs> we're we're hiring a lawyer. Uh, so I got that call coming up here in a little bit and uh, I'm going to go handle that. But until then, why don't we go ahead and uh, tune in to my interview with Yamit from the company Cami Baby. And let's talk about, you know, what it's like to launch a, a, a kid's product online because it's tough. Trust me, it's tough. And we're going to get into that. So, all right. If you guys are a listener, number one, thank you so much. We couldn't do this without you guys being our listeners. Number two, if you like what you're hearing, obviously you need to leave us a review, right? Leave us a review. Or number three, you can tell your friends and family. You can say, hey, my gosh, this interview that I just heard was fantastic. You're going to love it. So uh, you can go uh, check out that as well. Um, but those are the things that we need from you. Help us out. Follow us on social media. Go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those, all those worlds. And uh, yeah, you know, tell your friends about us. We need that, right? We need more listeners, more listeners, more people that want to launch products. But that's what we need. So, all right, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys uh, into the interview here. So let's go ahead and listen to my interview with the company Cami Baby. Yeah, I mean, I have hit the record, so that means there's a lot of pressure now. I'm sure you're feeling it, right? You're all nervous. And you're, you're thinking, why did I do this? But uh, let me ask. Let's do a quick sound check here. Uh, why don't you tell my listeners what you had for breakfast this morning? I just had some boiled eggs, some toast, and avocado. Nice, nice and healthy. Nice and healthy. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. awesome, cool. Well, I think I think we're sounding good. Um, and you you went got to the toughest part of asking uh, of answering that question. So let's jump right into it. So why don't you tell my listeners uh, what you're currently raising money for um, over on Indiegogo? Yeah, so we have uh, a pretty innovative product. We call it the uh, basically Cami Baby Monitor. It's a camera with the edge AI. What I mean say edge AI is like it has inbuilt AI technology into the camera um, and is useful for young mothers, I mean, with the babies, infants, and toddlers. Uh, it's, it's differentiated uh, compared to most, there are many baby cameras, but it's differentiated in a couple of ways. First of all, the form factor is very cute. I hope you put the picture. If you look at it, it, it doesn't look uh, like intimidating like a camera. It looks nice and cute. It comes with different skins. And then it has a peace of mind feature that gives peace of mind to mothers that they can actually see the baby breathing while they're sleeping. So the camera detects the breathing and then magnifies it on a magnifier within the app uh, that you can use on your phone to see well while he's sleeping or she's sleeping, whether everything is good or not. So, and, and you can have peace of mind that the baby is sleeping. It has other nice features like humidity, 
temperature sensors and uh, some things that, you know, if you can set an alert, if the temperature goes is out of range or humidity levels are low, then, you know, you can actually do something about it. And then some other nice features like two-way audio alerts on herb and the baby's crying. So things like that. Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the product, yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. So what was sort of some of, like, what was the inspiration behind this? Like, how did you kind of come up with this? What, what, you know, what was sort of the ground zero point of this idea? I think that um, actually one of our product managers who was exploring different areas to implement some of our camera technologies, he had a young baby and he tried, uh, you know, he just became a father and he was, I mean, he was trying, we didn't have a camera. We make a lot of cameras under the same brand on e-technology. E-technology is the parent company and then the brand is called Cami. Uh, we make a lot of security cameras for home, battery powered. We are working on doorbells, door locks, things like that. And then um, he looked at the market to buy something for his, his family and he tried uh, some of the top ends. I think we tried uh, the ones that that claim that they have AI, and, and but he found that they were not uh, they were not um, reliable when it came to alerts, and then also it didn't look nice in his room. You know, he his biggest concern was that this doesn't fit. It looks like the mother would was so unhappy that what did he buy? But so the inspiration was that product manager. He put a pitch together. And we said, why not? You know, we saw the market, and there was definitely some need for a for a nicer looking, more more feature rich camera. But also, most of these cameras that claim to be AI and edge driven were very expensive, like two hundred, three hundred dollars. So we said we'll make it affordable. We'll try and make it give it a campaign at around sub hundred dollars. So we did it at ninety nine. That's great. That's awesome. So once you guys sort of establish that, A, there's a market for this, or there's a, there's a, or at least, you know, a, a gap in it that you see yourself fitting, what starts to become the first steps? Is it prototyping something? Is it doing some market testing? Like how, how do you determine how far you really want to go with it? Just the, the fact that, oh, it could fit in the market. Like what, what starts to happen next? I think it's a business philosophy that people always have different approaches to. My our philosophy is always to research on the needs of the customer. So, first of all, you have to look at your capability and see what are you, what do you have in house, what IP you have, intellectual property, what would be done from scratch. So you can build on blocks. So you can look at your building blocks and see what are you trying to achieve. What are the gaps in the technology that you need to accomplish a certain task? right as a problem to solve uh, and then make a laundry list of those features and then you go about validating the problem with the end customer right uh, i think the promotion is a little bit third second stage first you basically do a quick survey amongst your family and friends and people who you can talk to who are going to be say in this case uh, to be mothers or people who already have young children, you know, and friends and their toddlers, and you talk to them and see what they're, because everybody uses a baby camera, especially if they are working professional, they all want the monitor. So you get some feedback, what are the, and then we found that the biggest problems were, as I said, you know, they were not very affordable, they were not very reliable, 
and uh, feature wise one of the features everybody said that we want to the reason is we want to make sure that the baby is safe when he's sleeping which is, which is a unique problem because you don't want to see somebody an adult who's sleeping that he's safe you know this is very unique to children so we zoomed on to that and said okay we will make it look nice we will give couple of nice skins it comes with different skins and it should not be plastic steel because you know it's we made cloth wrap around like a good quality material around the camera so it it has a nice feel in a in a baby's room and also has you know other features that the customers were saying in the problem statement was they wanted peace of mind when the kid was sleeping so we focused on that uh, and then of course you look at the ip and see how much work would be needed to get from point a to point b and the building block is basically once your ip is there once you solve the tough problem in this case the ai which would detect the the breathing then it's all the rest of it is just basically getting it into in production right so i think that's the more more of an operations part but first was to make sure that our technology a the problem is validated that we what we think is the hypothesis that people are want to see this they make sure that the customer problem or the you know consumer our uh, consumer problems are addressed and then whether we can do it or not right so once that was done then we move forward with with promotion you know, promotion material to get some of the free sign ups we had around 15000 sign up people sign up in the early stages when we did the early launch to basically uh no more about the uh, you know uh, no more about the product right so that that was fairly successful and that encouraged us to to go forward with it. that's great that's great now you mentioned that you guys have experience in other products right but this is your first time jumping into the the baby world correct or or a ba- a product design uh, for younger children you know when you're when you're taking that sort of maybe gamble or risk um is it something that you're trying to find an expert in that field or somebody who's done other stuff in it so that you have like um uh, you know maybe a, a a thought leader in that space or is it something that you guys still feel like you can do on your own internally with, with, you know and still get good you know good results or 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 get to where you want to go with it yeah you're right i think that um we have a few product managers who actually so they, none of us had a experience of releasing a product in the parenting space right we were always in home security or photography and uh, for fun you know like uh, action cameras and so forth but um, we have very creative product managers also they were as i said you know one of them was just became a father and there are other uh, girls who were who were mothers you know so they brought in their collective knowledge about this and went forward I think when it comes to baby product one of the things that you have to be careful about is reliability i mean privacy making sure that the you keep the data of the child safe and we try to do it locally on the uh, so it doesn't go on the cloud because it, it opens new types of you know issues but basically keeping complying with gdpr and then other safety standards when it comes to the edges of the camera that because it could be near the crib and what if the kid gets a hold of it so making it safe was one of the top priorities for us uh considering the and then of course the look and feel so it doesn't look uh, it doesn't it fits in the room properly sure. right? 
And when you're working on a, a kid's product like this, where you have data and you have cameras and stuff, are there certain extra either rules or steps with the government or like, you know, I guess in the food industry of like the FDA and I, I don't really know what it would be in the sort of this manufacturing space, but are there anything extra that you have to do? Not really. I think that uh, there is no standard uh, certification that is required when it comes to camera for a baby, but this is your own conscious decision to do extra encryption and things like that. With uh, And one of the things we use, uh, we use uh, certified more, uh, more stronger uh, security, uh, you know, coverage on the baby product because of that right so we we we, we signed up with microsoft azure so one of the one of the most secure cloud systems in in the us and the indigo product is all going to go through the us uh, servers gotcha now so let's talk a little bit about that you know you mentioned in the pre-launch that you had really good response what were some of the things that you were looking for? Obviously you mentioned you got a ton of emails, stuff like that, or people interested enough to sign up, but what were some of the data points that you guys were hoping for to see, to know whether or not you're ready to go to Indiegogo or you're ready to launch or, or, or was there any data points that you were looking for? Yeah, we, we had, uh, we did some research. So I'll tell you, um, I mean, I, I'm sure you will ask this question, but you know, I'll, I'll tell you that one of the concerns they had was Indiegogo is not really a great, platform Indiegogo or Kickstarter or any crowdfunding campaign is not very good for baby products because um, there are many reasons one of them being the reputation of this type of products are that this type of uh, platforms are that uh, companies or, 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 or ideas take time and they get delayed and sometimes the delays are one year six months like that type of crazy delays and Sometimes they don't even come. And this is a need that immediately has to be serviced, right? So we saw Indiegogo less of a funding campaign rather than a launch platform. So we didn't see it as something that we need the money to, a lot of companies need the money to, or, you know, whoever set up the campaign need the money to take that fund and then, but we saw this as more of a great PR and a, and a, and a platform that, can be used to prepare for the final launch, which we are doing in the end of March. So we basically took two, three months. So that gives us a runway to prepare the collateral. Also the entire organization gets better prepared for the final launch. So we saw that Kickstarter campaign was actually, I was encouraged because in the end of the day, we would have gone through the same cycle once we had released the product, except that now we are better for, prepared. And a lot of people know about it, and we get a call from we get calls from companies like Walgreens and and, uh, and some of the other stores that are you know looking for, and they want to engage early on. So it kind of gets us uh, in sales, like incoming calls on sales and so forth, rather than outgoing. So you know it helps a lot. But it was really not the goal of this campaign was not really to get lot of funding i mean we would love to have a lot of but we knew going into it that if we cross 150,000 i mean if we sold around 1000 2000 cameras that would be achievement uh, we are on the way we are around 700 units sold and i think uh, uh, we are confident that we'll release it on time and this is this is something that we want when the next cami product we do 
we may do a doorbell or something like that on on Indiegogo or Kickstarter. People would know that these guys deliver on time. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think you're spot on. I think more and more we're going to continue to see what you're talking about be a trend in crowdfunding around. It really it's not about the money. The money is nice, but it really is to help you really get all your ducks in a row to have a successful launch. Any of the campaigns that that come to us that are like we just we just need the money. Like it's just not you're never going to raise all the money you need. So it's quite expensive. Yeah, it is also quite expensive to run these type of campaigns. So it may look uh, oh just a web page, but never. It's way more than that. Yeah, I'm actually sitting next to a guy making a, a video right now for a page. He's doing it right now. So uh, well, that, that's cool. Um, you know, so so tell me. So are you guys envisioning you know continuing to make more and more? in the baby product space or you guys envision kind of going back or or maybe you're not even at, at a point to make that decision yet not at a point to make a decision we just invested quite a bit of r&d into making this product but we have some roadmap products that can be used as sensors and for elderly so we want to address a few other areas besides just the baby you know we want to address the elderly or people who need home support you know uh from falls and things like that. So we want to keep working on the AI technology, especially for home, not just, uh, you know, smart home, which is basically land security, but security related to family members. Right? So for, yeah, so that would be the focus. And our next product that we'll be launching is, a, I'm not, maybe, maybe something that I'll talk to our, internal team maybe something that we already have in our works is a doorbell that has a human face detect that would enable you suppose you have a teenager or a young you know school going kid and he comes by bus at 3 p.m or 2 p.m back if he doesn't come by 3 p.m and the doorbell didn't detect the face it would alert you that you know your your kid didn't come today uh, back on town on a weekday you can set up a system so these type of features uh, we want to bring to the market. Maybe something that we we already have prototype working on the on the big on and we've shown this in CS the the doorbell and maybe we can launch a doorbell uh, as the next Indigo or Kickstarter. Yeah, that that sounds like it'd be a uh, interesting project and maybe possibly a little bit of a wider scope then, you know, what is this one, you know, two years and under, maybe something like, you know, it might open up the scope a little bit more too. Uh, very interesting. Uh, so, you know, at the, you know, when you guys are standing here and we, we really didn't mention numbers, but like, while we're talking, I mean, you know, like you guys have almost 700 backers, which is awesome. A lot, a lot of backers. Um, you know, you're sitting at just about $80,000 or so somewhere in that ballpark with, with about, well, about 10 days. 10, 12 days. Yeah. I think we will, Probably do around 140, 140, 150. Yeah, I think, yeah, it sounds like you're probably around, right around that ballpark. You know, so when you guys are standing back and internally, you know, you're sitting at that board meeting and you're talking about it, how do you, you know, are you guys feeling like this was a grand slam, a home run, a nice double? I mean, how, you know, do you feel like this is probably the max of what you can do? Because when I look at it, I feel like, you know, you guys are, if this thing trends to what we're talking about, you're on the high end of a baby product. Like, you know, so is that how you guys are kind of feeling right now internally? Yeah, I, I I think internally there are people who are closer to the campaign who feel the way you think, you know. Uh, but the CEO of the company is very um, is uh, fairly aggressive in his expectations. He was expecting around three thousand units. So you know, we uh, 
I think eventually this campaign will result in 3,000. We have a lot of distributors who actually are buying the product, but they just don't want to do it through Indiegogo. So what happened was we got the pre-orders, but they just happened through the distribution channel. Now, had if Indiegogo actually does something which is B2B, you know, and, and allow people to go through their system on ordering, but not necessarily end the campaign right before, you know, like 30 days. Now, they actually miss a lot of business because had they opened up the distribution channel and their products that are really nice, you know, they, they would get a lot of volume through that as well. So because the ordering is nicer, then you you also obligated under the contract and then distributors don't have to sign new contracts with the with the companies and they can go through through that channel, right? So it could be useful. But yeah, I think that I personally think that I would have I would be happier if we had touched two thousand units. But that was my own internal goal. Right? As we, we went out with three thousand five hundred three thousand, two thousand five hundred. Uh, we will we will touch around I would say twelve hundred to fifteen hundred. So, but we knew that this is tough, and this is the baby product is definitely one of the toughest ones to do. In fact, a lot of agencies when we reached out to help us, they refused to. They said they will not take us. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, that's because they've got probably some uh, some skeletons in the closet, uh, and I'm not speaking about myself here. Uh, <laughs> You know, so I mean, for you particularly, you know, working on one of these campaigns, um, what's been the thing that maybe has kept you up at night? Is you know, is it the the Facebook ads, the emails, the copy, the video? It, what, what what keeps you up at night when you're in the middle of a campaign like this? Um, to be honest, I don't. I really want to release this product on time, and I want this product to be. The campaign was was in the works, and you can't really. We tried a few things on the business deals where, you know, we would try to get some of the um, companies who address uh, mothers, address product for mothers, you know, we tried to partner, but we didn't really, they want, it's, it was first of all, a little bit of misfire on the timing. We should have avoided the Christmas time, but we were on a schedule and that's what it was, right? So. Had it been um, before Thanksgiving or after January, you know, launch, it would have done a little bit more better. We lost a few days in during the break, but in general, I think that I really want to release the product. I don't. I I, I want to dispel this idea that you know we we will be six months late or five months late and and give a good quality product to all the people who have backed us and uh, trusted us. So that is my number one priority. To, to give them a good functional product that meets the, the promises that we have made on time. You know, when you're working, and this is a product, I, I don't, we didn't really didn't talk about this, but this is also app driven, right? So you're, you're connecting the, the hardware to the app, correct? Yeah, so how when, you know, and, and I think we're seeing more and more of these types of products coming to market through crowdfunding or, or you know, these types of platforms. You know, how do you divide your time and make sure that, you know, because that, that's two big animals to tackle, right? Building a solid app and making sure that's all working and get the hardware side of it. And then you have obviously how those two things communicate. How do you sort of manage time? And, and is it something where you're like, you know what, we want the hardware to be perfect. The app will continue to tweak as we're going. Or is it the app is perfect, but the hardware we're going to tweak as we're going. Like, how do you make those internal you know, thoughts and decisions uh, for, for a product like this? 
Yeah, so I think this is also a good question. I think that we want to avoid uh, iterations on hardware because those are expensive. Um, you go through certification and, and then, you know, software iterations are always easier. So you want to have a perfect piece of hardware, electronics, all the chips, all the various power management, things like that, you know, the camera, the lens, all should be in perfect shape and you basically try and because on the air updates are now common like you can get updates right away on a firmware and the app can also be tweaked so number one is making sure that your hardware is in good shape without issues because that means that you can do improvements on the fly right and uh, the app uh, the Kemi baby app was actually done before because that was the concept concept right the cameras come came later the way we thought about showing the baby uh, sleep feature when when they're sleeping and and also give summary um, of the of the sleep you know how long they slept and so forth activities and so the diary piece of uh, the uh, uh, the part which shows the magnifying of the and the alert so that actually was designed first the hardware was designed was in the work sec in the second stage so but our focus is making sure that the hardware is, uh, is bug free, clean and, and is bug free. And then the app and the features can always see. We can update all the features in, in, in a progression. Means we release the product and then in a, in a month or two, we release new features. That we even, so we did not campaign on any future features because those are features that we'll release and people want to buy what they want to buy right, that we have right now. So we'll release and then we'll give more updates as, as time passes by and give them more features on, on the baby camera. Yeah, that's awesome. That's very cool. Um, <clears throat> you, you know, so I, what I was wondering is, you know, how did you guys sort of formulate, you know, who the person is or what this this buyer avatar might look like? You know, it's not just every parent, right? Or every parent with a young kid, you know, are, were there steps? Because I think that this is something that that we see clients miss quite a bit, and maybe why they're having you know they're not having success is that they just didn't really imagine who this person is. Everybody wants my thing. That's what I hear all the time. Like everybody's going to want my thing that I made. How did you guys sort of focus and say no? It's actually somebody who not only do they have a young child, but they're tech savvy. They've know, they've got an Alexa, whatever it might be. How did you sort of walk through that a little bit and maybe talk talk to the listeners a little bit around that? Yeah, I think the customer personas are very important. First of all, we realized that the buyer will be 80-90% would be a female, would be a woman, for because uh, fathers do. I mean, they do. The decision maker will be the the, the mother, right? And they are tech savvy, of course. Uh, they have um, they have used some kind of camera in the past because. If they, you know, we have a lot of people who buy E and Cami cameras, so we we focus on some of those uh, female audience who actually are our customers already. So we have around uh, uh, one million users or so in the U.S. already, you know, just the U.S. So and then overall we have 16 million in, in including China and everywhere. But this product was not one for China. This was for Europe rest of the world outside China. China had a different market. So uh, tech uh, focused on, I mean, we saw a lot of demand around the coast. So people who live in uh, 
you know, who who are living around the east coast and the west coast, they, we somehow figured that the geography-wise, this is uh, there was more demand because the initial sign-up when we got, we were able to see what was the actual persona, right? So, uh, and I think that uh, you know the the people were you can't really look at the incomes on the and uh, have any clear demarcation that it was a certain uh, you know certain segment it was all a uh, broad spectrum of people looking for the product and uh, but again everybody was you know there's always an element of rush in this right they wanted to so i think that our learning was the, the biggest learning was that we we got the geographies right uh, and then the expectation that the content that you make has to have very high quality content. I mean, it gives you, gives people, so you have to invest quite a bit in the content side to, to drive the confidence on such a product. Because, you know, I think the consumer was looking, is looking for a very good quality, even though you first, first time release, you, you can't uh, miss on quality of the product. So content is a reflection of some, in some way, the content reflects the thought process behind your uh, product design and, and, and execution, right? Yep. So, yeah, yeah you, that's something we say all the time. It's spend the money on the content, not on, you know, a bad photo on Facebook ads and give that money to Facebook. Spend it on the content. So, so I mean, so, you know, so we got the campaign ending in about 11 days and then obviously you have to wait for all the, all the money to clear and all, get into the bank accounts. But what's, what starts to happen? What, what, what are backers expecting? You know, a lot of communication. Uh, what, what starts to happen on your guys' end? Manufacturing, you hit the, hit the order button. What, what goes? What, what starts going on? No, so manufacturing is going on right now because we are an established company. We were really not waiting for orders to, we have a 5,000 unit in production, right? So it's a very different um, strategy around people who have a small startup or raise. We were going all out. We, we have demand from retailers on this product, right? So we are doing the production as we speak right now. Now, uh, what starts to happen as of now is once the campaign gets closed, we basically do some more beta testing on the product uh, to make sure the app and the software pieces is, is, is stable. Uh, we'll give a lot of updates on that. Right? We just released uh, the news on CES. We updated the, the backers on what was happening in CES. There was actually a lot of uh, good feedback people were really uh, excited to see the product so we got good uh, good coverage around it we wired and engaged and a uh, few of the good uh, uh, you know pr uh, coverage so and then we give weekly i think every week once somebody we have that close so we are almost will be 8 to 12 weeks with from now we'll be in product i mean releasing shipping so the first 6 weeks we'll do every bi weekly update and then it is just one month to to we want to give every week an update of what is what's happening and then uh, and then we release it on time. That's the idea, right? So we want to keep the backers aware what is happening, uh, and then uh, and the frequency should increase right before release so they know what's going on. Right? Provide tra- tracking number and things. Yeah, very cool. Very very cool. Sounds like there's a solid plan here to to get these in the these products into people's hands. My last question, what would be the one thing that you would do different if you could? I would not release it, uh, the campaign during this break period. 
I think the timing of the campaign is always has an impact. Uh, the second thing is there was a little bit of miscommunication on the side of Indiegogo. Our product was already in prototype. The day the product was launched, which is always the most uh, the peak time when a lot of people sign up, just 12 hours, the, the Indiegogo team, internal team decided to move it to concept with, and wrote us an email on a Saturday night because we were releasing on Monday uh, that your please send us more proof that uh, this, this yeah so you have to be ready for such curveballs and i wish that indiegogo did a better job in 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 uh, i mean I, I was not very pleased by that and that we lost uh, 12 to 15 hours critical hours when it was misclassified as a concept so that was a that lost we maybe we lost 100 150 units that's around 10 15 i mean that's but, and then it lost a little bit of momentum because the team was disappointed. But I think that, and then we, I wish that I, I could have released this campaign in October, November, or in January, on January 15th or so. But you know, that was the internal decision on the timing. So I suggest that we should be careful on those two things. Wow, that's great. Well, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you know I've, a lot of companies that could have, just derailed them that 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 miscommunication but it sounds like you guys pivoted just work through it. it you know obviously you know you, you take that sucker punch but you just got to move forward so it sounds like you guys handled it in stride because that could have that could have been a real <laughs> that could have been a real game changer it was actually very uh, it was very uh surprising just 12 hours i mean it was set up as prototype and then we get oh internment team decides that we they want more proof Okay, we are on a Saturday evening, Monday we are releasing. You, you could give us prototype and then wait for a half a day and then, you know, then we will come back. But that was Indiegogo's decision. Right, right. Awesome. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, edit on a down note because I think this is, is still a great campaign. I mean, on our end, our whole team is kind of monitoring it just because we don't typically see this in the baby product world. So, um, even if there's been a little bit of missteps, you guys have, are clearly hitting a, a, a solid home run. And this is a, a, it seems like a great product. Uh, and I'm excited to see this in the market. So um, again, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know you guys are busy. It's in the middle of a campaign or actually a campaign that's getting ready to end. So uh, I appreciate you guys, appreciate you taking some time out of your day and tell, talking to me and my listeners because uh, really, really great product. And uh, I wish you a lot of luck in the, in the future. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. How about that conversation with Yami? Yeah. Lots of stuff here. I mean, I really, really wanted to highlight that conversation around, you know, making sure that when you have these sort of missteps or the platform changes or something happens that it doesn't, you know, just uh, derail your project, right? You, uh, you sort of, uh, pick your head up and, uh, process and just get through it, right? You got to do what you got to do. You don't want to let these things sort of linger, but, um, all right, let's go ahead and, uh, let's listen to some music. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to give you guys a little hint thinking about putting the band back together we'll talk about more of that on the next episode but enjoy enjoy sugar people song and uh i'll talk to you guys all next week later